All right, Neil, you ready for this episode? I am thing. ready for this episode. I did not just wake up. I'm ready and I'm here. All right, this is probably, I think, number two of our official podcast. <laughs> this one is the best parts of sports. Okay, first of all, we've done 11 episodes. How is this episode two? The other ones were just phone call talking things. And <laughs> I'm going to give you a chaptered list that the listener can skip through, and I'm not going to let you interrupt me. There is going to be an agenda right at the top so that we okay. have to get through everything. Sounds Why fun. sports are great. Because okay. I hear all the time the arguments from whiny nerds that recite the same complaints and empty arguments over and over again. Aren't you a whiny good. nerd? <laughs> no. So sports are the perfect hybrid of human and animal, mind-body connection, sports video games, Messi and Ronaldo as samurai and warrior, football is a great turn-based strategy game, legal <laughs> cheating slash trick plays, soccer and football are I can best. barely follow this list. You have to like express some feeling about what each of these mean. To How you. all-star games could be better. <laughs> Athletes, specifically NFL players, are not overpaid, and sports movies. So this is all the topics that we're going to get through in Great. 10 minutes or less. Okay. All right. I'm in for it. I mean, it was definitely... All right. Uh... So sports are the perfect symbiosis of the human-animal mind connection. Okay, wait. A human-animal-body-mind connection? Like you're saying like the lizard brain and the body are connected through physical activity? Yes. I was watching the Blue Planet 2 and the seals were hunting this big like 110-pound tuna. And they're working together as a team, just trapping the tuna mm. in dead ends. And one kept guard to the opening and drive them back. It was almost like a sport. And like... Every predator that hunts has that, like the adrenaline and the perfectly focused instinct, body-mind experience, like nice. every little fiber and every twitch of the tail. It's all perfectly focused. A prey that meant like life or death, it meant survival. And we don't hunt anymore, but we're still animals. So like deep down in our brain, we still have that in there. And sports gives us that outlet. Like you, when you're riding beside your opponent, every part of you down to your pinky toe, we still have that animal overdrive in us. But then we have the human mind conditioning and training. It's like hunting with rules. The difference between mind and body and body and mind is gone. It's a complete connection. It's like trance instinct Goku. Every part working by itself. That is like a thorough, exhilarating description of sports. There's different highs, but never has this happened during like some kind of creative pursuit or art or anything like that. Yeah, it's like a huge endorphin rush you can talk about, right? Like it's when you look at the brains, it comes right out of it. It could be an evolutionary response. But there's actually studies that show it may not be endorphins. It might be a neurotransmitter called anandamide, which is elevated after exercise. But the idea is that like our brain is pumping through these chemicals that allow us to not feel as much pain and to actually surpass our limits when you connect with a part of yourself that's millions of years old, there's definitely a sense of uh, naturalness because it's like what you were bred for. These things kind of happen with birth and parenthood and things like that as well. And it feels so connected. So I, I think that's so true about sports and it's crazy. Like I'm waiting for you to have the part at the end where you say someone's an idiot or something because it's so earnest and positive. Yeah, I hang out with like people that have never done sports and their criticisms are stupid. We don't need sports. Well, yeah, we don't need it, but it's incredible fun. We're yes. hunting, but with a creative catalyst of limitations. It's not just a free-for-all. The limitations true. create a skill set to practice and figure out the best way to train so you can outperform them when the time comes. And you can, oh, man, and like trick plays and cheating. And yeah. Creative. Cheating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, legal cheating. 
But that's so funny. That's where your brain goes to the full creativity. But I oh, that's absolutely what I did because I had a natural uh, athletic ability when I was younger, and I was a little bit taller than other kids, so I had longer legs, which means I can run faster, which means I basically dominate sports as a kid. So no I never way. really actually had to try hard or learn. So then when, you know, 13, 14, 15, other kids got growth spurts that actually had a work ethic, I just completely fell off. They <laughs> immediately surpassed me. I went from striker, because I could outrun anybody, to winger, because I had good cardio just to, like, back corner defense where, you know, just put him back there. He won't do too much damage if we put him in the back. Like a foot of fall from grace. So this yeah. is, you went from some beautiful, euphoric description of sports to this sad, tiny, personal story. But I find it impressive that you, like, had this winning childhood. Do you still like getting compliments? Because a lot of people, yes, when they're really young... that's the young, only reason I perform appraisal and approval. Because, yeah, when we're applause. young, our, our reward circuitry is built at that time. Your brain will literally squirt a serotonin and dopamine when you get a, a reward. And if you're not aware of that, you just become a junkie and you'll do it whatever for it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't about to work harder. So as other people became stronger, faster, I need to become more clever. They'd be coming down maybe in like a two-on-one and they have the advantage. So how do I trick them into giving me the advantage? Okay, what are they thinking of? What are they trying to do? Okay, I'll pretend to go for their feint, and then I know they're just going to go the other way. But then the next time, they know that I know. Mm -hmm. But I know that they know that I know that they know. And it felt so good when it worked. They went from the big army coming in, having the advantage, and I was able to trick them, just like the old martial arts stories or like the art of war. It was like a real-life video game. It worked for a bit but ultimately their work ethic would win out. I played soccer too my whole youth and what I also found amazing was that people had a physical intelligence. There are people that couldn't explain to you but were so poetic in motion with an intrinsic sense of deception. I think the deception is an important part of sports. Yeah. They couldn't tell you how they do it. Then you see them in motion and if you're thinking the way you were and I used to think like that too I'd be like that was absolute poetry. Like the guy made three feints and then moved right right when he, he figured out my pattern. It's like a real life boss fight. It's a one on one fight that they like adapt to and then you adapt to them and you need to solve a new way to beat them. It was this highly sophisticated physical pattern recognition and reaction. They get stronger and you have to level up and get stronger. Like the opponent is bigger and stronger than I am. So how how do I beat him? Like the little video game character standing in front of the massive ball. So there's amazing poetry in physical sports. It's almost, if you look at it through the lens of art that a body Like watching can Messi. Do. He's like a yeah. samurai. I need to slow it down just to see the slightest the uh, shoulder faint yeah. that looks natural to almost a, like a Trojan horse implementation in the defender's mind of, oh, he's going this way. He'll make this minor movement, and they're all moving so quick. So in the slow motion, you see the other guy make this huge reactionary move. Yes, it's he makes just... people fall down. Ronaldo's like a warrior. Like he overpowers, over muscles. Yeah. He's faster than he does the traditional training just to become stronger. But then Messi makes the other person fall down. He doesn't need to overpower them or go faster than them. The other person will fall down like an old kung fu master. I don't really watch soccer. I watch highlights. They're just so precious and pristine. I, I do watch it when it rains. All their precious hairstyles are so matted down and they're playing in an undesirable condition. Like basketball hockey uh, everything needs to be perfect the ice the boards the floor you know but these guys in the snow and the rain were a super strong wind they make mistake after mistake it makes them human do you ever watch football football i don't watch i've seen soccer and played in the rain for sure a ton i mean or in the, the way the slick ball
ball bounces, just changes everything. But no, football is, is never... I wasn't that interested in it until I thought of it as like a fantasy real-time strategy like, game. I played like Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3 back in the day, and those were so epic. You got the quarterback. He's an elite hero mm-hmm. ranged unit. He's super expensive, like super precious, and they need to protect him. Like if the enemy kills him, that's like a massive loss and your troops lose morale and you're probably going to lose the battle. You won't lose the war because he respawns, but he will have like penalized stats. Mm. You can see it. After they kill him, he won't be as good. How do you defend the hero unit? What kind of units do you use? The big kind you know? of tanks. Yeah, the heavy units, the cave trolls, the tanks, mm-hmm. the juggernauts, the siege breakers. It's called the offensive line. The average mm-hmm. is like six foot four, 300 pounds. They maxed out on size and strength. Wow, I totally want you to send me like a good like example highlight of like a siege unit breaking through. And it's wonderful when they accidentally get the ball because they're not supposed to have the... It's like a cave troll picking up the ring. <laughs> and then they run with it. And doesn't know what to do Clunking yeah. around, yeah. But then you got the fast little scouts on the outside they yeah. just zip around they're good at catching the ball and then he has like special lieutenants the running back and the fullback they need to be adaptable so they're usually strong or fast they're not hero units but they're one of the more expensive units on the team because they need to be able to catch or block mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a handoff and then the special oh, the mercenary units that sit on the bench and smoke until they're called in like the kickers the punters they smoke? I like to think that they do back in like the 60s and 70s yeah they like, drink and just smoke just sitting on the bench because they were only used they were like kicking the ball do I get to say one too? Yeah, sure. What's yours? Getting pumped up. When I played sports, I was played in a tough soccer league for a year. Then I went into a chill recreation league and I was like twice as fast as everybody, but I came in late in the season. And for the first playoff game, I scored, I think, three goals and we won. And they retracted the game because I was there. They called me a ringer. And I did feel bad, but like no, I also mm. felt kind of badass. The game was disqualified because you were too good. <laughs> yeah, too fast. That's got to feel good. It did feel good, right? Because during the game, I just was shocked at how much faster I was. It was definitely one of those moments where you realize uh, what you talked about, how much training would affect. Because we were all young at that time. So the idea that just because for, you know, six months you push yourself hard, you could be this much different than everybody else that you were the same as two years ago was crazy. So I like you know, soccer, hockey, and hockey is super exciting. Have you ever been to a hockey game? I went to one game with my dad when I was younger. And, like, my dad grew up playing hockey, like, actually playing it. He played in, like, the highest league all his youth and then played for university and took me to the NHL game. I think I was 12. And the only thing I can remember, like, I remember on the big Jumbotron or whatever, in between plays, like, they would play stuff. They played a clip or a segment from Monty Python and the Holy Grail when King Arthur is asking the French soldier in the castle if they have a holy grail and the French soldier is mocking him. That was the first time seeing it. I lost it. I just thought it was so <laughs> hilarious. He's uh, sticking out his tongue and whacking the top of his helmet with a metal glove. Like I was like almost crying from laughing. And <laughs> when we got home, my mom asked me, how did you like the game? And I just recited the Monty Python segment. <laughs> And I can just imagine the disappointment in my dad's mind as after he took his son to a, his first NHL game, this sport that he loves. Oh and all his gosh. stupid son can remember is this dumb Monty Python oh sketch gosh. from the 60s. He must have been so disappointed. As a dad, I totally have to be ready for that. Your enthusiasm has nothing to do with your kids. And so... Yeah, well, now I'm depressed. I should call my dad. You obviously had something you really wanted to get off your chest about how powerful sports are. I'll tell you my 
my I because I did my research. Unlike when I tell you an episode and you do zero research, and because the there's end, nothing to research about the, anime. <laughs> and at the out. end of my episodes, you always say, "Was this even an episode?" Because you didn't do any research. You didn't even think about the subject. Whereas there's I nothing to points. research on your subject. Like yeah. mine is sports. There's a bunch of stuff to research. Well, yeah, I talk about like Fresh Prince. There's like ten thousand episodes of that, and you showed up with like just whatever is off the top of your head. Will Smith is great. Thanks. Thanks. So my last point was that I overcame my rival when I got to high school. So I had an arrival in my younger years of soccer. Oakville was a small community of soccer players, you know, three leagues of rep. And I'd climbed up the ranks when I was a 14, 15. And at the highest level, there was like a click, right? These guys had been playing together for seven years. And a couple of them did not like me. They did not want me on this team. And I'd never faced this. This is like, like a this. sports movie. Did they leave the gene cream in your jocks? Not quite. But like they definitely wanted to embarrass me on the field and practice. They really tried really hard. Would try to rip the ball away from me. Be like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He shouldn't be here. Didn't want talk to me but I remember my first game I scored a goal because I was playing in lower leagues I was like whatever it's a goal but the higher you go up the more significant a goal gets and I remember the look on this guy's face Paul he was definitely my number one detractor because he was the former striker he was shocked and pissed three years later uh, just kept hustling and on the senior year I think we were both the co-captains of the team and I remember him acknowledging me as like a good player and it just it totally was like a movie I, I was shocked I didn't want it from him. I didn't expect it from him three years of just being myself he relented I never had to attack him back I did it my way you were better than him I uh no his dad was English he had this major advantage over me I think he probably slowly realized that everything I had I built up because I just worked hard whereas he had skills I couldn't even imagine his dad was clearly teaching him to shoot when he was five years old right and I was just kicking the ball around with my dad who was trying to figure it out himself. My dad from India trying to figure out how, how do I get my kid good at soccer. But yeah, I was a better like leader and I supported him and I gave him the opportunities to score a bunch of goals. He just grew a little wiser. And it was sport. It was all It was all through the context of sport. So just like with a sports movie, we see the uh, text after the credits that says, you went on to great success and family and stuff. And what happened to him? Drugs and alcohol? Yeah. Did you ruin him? Did you I would, ruin I, him, Neil? Yeah, that's that was my goal. Yeah, he is now uh, selling crack in Oakville, which is very profitable. Probably pretty successful. Yeah, he's probably he's probably super successful. He's like, powerful, powerful way to like change your life. And anyone that would dislike it would never have seen. All it. right, so Neil, sports video games. Yeah, well, um, sports. I think we've we've ended on this perfect note. We've talked about the poetry, the personal stories. Well, no, we still have we topics can, to get through. Like yeah, we did that feeling stuff. Sure. You, okay, number. you tricked me into sharing a feeling story. Good for you. But now beautiful. we. Let's talk about video games. Yeah. We need to hook people. That is interesting, but there's definitely a, a part of you that wanted to share that as much as I quote unquote tricked you. However, we're going to end on this beautiful note and we can discuss Why do you get to decide video when games. we end? Like, because I, I, I think our feeling. listeners want to hear sports a, video games. I empathize with the listeners more. You deliver the hits and my empathy is telling me it's just time to wrap up. This Go with it. This was going to be such a fun Brandon. game. I was about to list all of the sports video games that I've played and you got to guess let's which do, one is my favorite. That would that. be a fun interactive game in the next episode we'll do all sports video games i'm about to head out now i'm gonna have a FIFA nice 99 yeah. bases loaded for the nes we'll NBA street, fifa street yes. mario soccer FIFA. mario tennis okay. Madden 98 right, tony hawk pro skater ssx Sounds tricky good. nhl SSX 2k6 tricky. very cool just, this is part one we'll do part two three and four Great. next week do, 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 do. you have a song the neil and brandon podcast bye you're not even listening